Hi, everybody. This is Dave Hodges again, and you're saying again, yes, again. We'll explain. Uh, this is the Common Sense Show you're listening to. We're the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we are on take two with our special guest, Scott Bennett. We went through about 15 minutes. We're recording on screen, and uh, the recording stopped, and the file disappeared. And that's all I'm going to say. I can't prove what happened, but when I'm watching a file that's been created, and all of a sudden it's not there, and the recording stops without me touching anything, thing i have my suspicions anyway very quickly here before we go back to scott and we try to fast track our intro and where we've been and man that was about the best 15 minutes of radio we've ever done too it's probably why we got cut off but before we do that i need to let you know we're brought to you by two sponsors you know you need to have storable food we can help you with two and four week packages 40 percent off 25 year shelf life go to preparewithdave.com you know you need to do it Uh, natural disasters not so natural preparewithdave.com we're also brought to you by health masters and you've heard me sing their virtues for a very very long time and you know i credit them with a lot of my advances and fighting a couple of the things that i've been plagued with and you can too but they're also good for health maintenance go to healthmasters.com use the coupon code code five to take five percent off your purchase price well scott bennett as we had uh, introduced was uh, part of the bush administration uh he had uh worked for them for a number of years, resigned, uh, went to work in private contracting, and also was working with the Obama administration. And Scott, why don't you pick it up there very quickly and tell people what happened to you as a result of your discoveries and interactions with the Obama administration that led you to what you're doing today? Well, like we uh, chatted before, before we were rudely cut off by who knows who, uh, I was a former U.S. military officer. I had a direct commission, and I worked in psychological warfare, counterterrorism at the State Department, Special Operations Command, U.S. Central Command, and I was then later tasked with terrorist financing, countering and, and tracking down the money supply of terrorists. And uh, before that, I was in the Bush administration from 2003 to 2008, and and I had uh, got my doctorate in political theory and my master's in international public policy and worked at Booz Allen Hamilton after the Bush administration. So I went into counterterrorism, got a top secret SCI clearance. And uh, one of my colleagues was Edward Snowden, who worked in cyber operations. I was psychological operations. And uh, the, the uh, miracle of my journey, of course, was discovering the uh, terrorist financing that connected to the Hillary Clinton, Clinton State Department, Clinton Foundation, uh, Eric Holder, Lanny Brewer, Eric Holder, uh, a law firm called Covington and Burling, which represented uh, Union Bank of Switzerland. And uh, a lot of this material came to me from a whistleblower, Brad Birkenfeld, who had also been targeted by Edward Snowden when he was a uh, worked in the CIA in Bern, Switzerland. So all of our paths sort of con- con- convulged and came together in the center. And uh, Julian Assange of WikiLeaks was also part of that because of the WikiLeaks cables that he had sent Brad Birkenfeld uh, exposing the Hillary Clinton connections to Switzerland and uh, making a lot of these pay-to-play deals. So it's turned into something that has become probably one of the greatest threats to the deep state since, uh, you know, this whole revelation started coming out. And I think it's going to be quickening in the next year. And uh, well, that's what we'll be getting into a little bit later. That is just an amazing story. Um, I wrote myself a note here. um, And did you have direct contact with uh, Ed Snowden? 
Well, I don't talk too much about that because of the bad guys. I like to I understand. keep them okay. there. Yeah, because that, that's kind of left out there when you're telling the story, and that's what made me wonder. Um, Julian Assange, and, and this is something I probably should have asked you the first time through this interview. Um, I'm concerned, given what we know about his health, I'm concerned that he may not leave prison alive in part because we can substantiate with what you know and what's going on presently in government. Well, Julian Assange should get the Nobel Peace Prize. He should be immediately brought to the United States under protection by President Trump uh, under under state security because he is a material witness about the Clinton, uh, Obama, CIA, Department of Justice uh, shell game that involved terrorist financing and Brad Birkenfeld and Edward Snowden were part of that. And I was a part of that. We needed to testify about that and have it investigated by the Senate and the House. So that's where Julian Assange's real value is. Never mind helicopters shooting up Iraqis. That just happens in war. But what's really criminal is the deep state uh, Department of State, Department of Justice, engaging in a racketeering shell game and a pay to play operation where they threw American citizens in jail to cover this up stole hundreds of millions of dollars, gave a free pass to terrorist financiers like Abdullah Aziz, uh, used the fund, the money to fund Wahhabi mercenaries from Saudi Arabia, Qatar, the United Arab Emirates, Pakistan, run them into Libya, destabilize and overthrow Libya, uh, and use them next to try and overthrow Syria, send missiles and everything up into Turkey to get into Syria. And yeah. that's why uh, Putin and the Russians stopped all of that one month after I appeared on Paul Preston's radio show. And uh, I think that's the reason why Brennan and all of these uh, deep state uh, parasites have been invented this fake Russian hoax is because they have publicly stated Americans were working with Russian media against Clinton. Well, I wouldn't call it working against Clinton to tell the truth. I'd say you're working for the American people to tell the truth, and Russian television was the only one that would put up this story and report it. I, I sent this material to ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox News. I sent it to O'Reilly. I sent it to uh, Hannity. I sent it to all sorts. I've given it to Tucker Carlson, hand-delivered it, talked to him personally. And uh, no one in the American media has reported it except Russia Today and Sputnik and Press TV. And uh, that's the real uh, Russian collusion. Are Americans telling the truth about the greatest crimes that have occurred since the founding of our republic? And uh, John Brennan and uh, James Colmey and all these uh, cowards and weaklings and idiots have been going on saying it's, uh, you know, Russia worked with Americans and this and that. That's all lies. And I'm happy to testify about it, as I know uh, many, many other people who've been on uh, Russian television and told various stories will. But that's where the Russian collusion hoax, I think, originated was from when I was Paul Preston on his radio program and at a conference. And uh, it got to Russia today and they interviewed me a month later and then after that putin went into syria and shut the whole operation down that is uh <laughs> my head is spinning with this because as you know how well i know paul preston and uh, we have shared some of these things but not to what you just said and that is just an incredible story but when we got cut off before we did you also had revealed that uh well the recent shall we say, Russian collusion, delusion investigation into Trump and election interference and so forth, that um, um, he went after Cohen, he went, uh, Mueller went after other people that you're connected with. Can you, can you kind of uh, repeat what you said prior well, on yeah, these connections? 
the, the simple the simple uh, explanation is everybody that I've talked to about this has either been killed or been investigated by Robert Mueller. I spoke with Michael Cohen about this twice, and Cohen was investigated and, and uh, I think threatened and prosecuted. General Flynn got this material in August uh, of 2012, and uh, he, he was targeted and removed moved very quickly after, probably because he was a direct military channel and he knew the lines. This also went to General James Mattis. Uh, so, you know, it also went to Michael Hastings. And Michael Hastings was looking into it because of his connection to Stanley McChrystal, and Michael Hastings was killed. Uh, and after I, I started reporting this, as a military officer from prison uh, with a with an intel guy who was there, uh, Brad Birkenfeld, uh, Diane Feinstein got a letter from Senator Bill Nelson complaining about me and how I had all this material. Well, she didn't do anything. She didn't debrief me. She didn't say, you're telling me a military officer is terrorist financing intelligence? We need to get that to protect our soldiers. She never did that. Well, what she did do is tell the CIA, who started listening to Diane Feinstein's emails, by the way. That's interesting that it started after she talked to me. And the CIA sent two of its assets up to interview me, which was Michael Isikoff and Tom Hamburger. Michael Isikoff uh, has popped up in the, uh, the article about Rod, uh, Christopher Steele sure. and uh, all of the Russiagate situation. Uh, Michael Isikoff also went over to Ukraine and was part of that Ukrainian contractor trying to get dirt on Manafort. So Michael Steele needs to be dragged in front of the Congress and exposed as a CIA asset. Tom Hamburger of the Washington Post is also a CIA asset. They both came up and interviewed me, and Tom Hamburger wrote the story about Donald Trump Jr. having access to the WikiLeaks cables uh, early. Well, he did, but it didn't come from Tom Hamburger. It came from Scott Bennett, because I gave all this stuff to the Trump people. And so what they're doing, Dave, is they're taking all the good stuff that I've sent up and who I've talked to and what I've debriefed them on, and they're trying to spin it, make it dirty, and make it seem like it's coming from Russian intelligence or, or uh, you know, corrupt actors. But they really can't because the truth mm. stands on its own. And the truth is the terrorist finance shell game that was conducted by Hillary Clinton, Eric Holder, Lanny Brewer, Covington and Burling, uh, that was reported by Brad Birkenfeld, that was reported by Scott Bennett, that was uh, also part of Edward Snowden's report to Glenn Greenwald and Julian Assange's uh, WikiLeaks cables detailing the relationship between the State Department and Switzerland. And the Chinese were listening into Hillary's emails, the 30,000 e emails that discussed a lot of this. The Chinese were interested because Hillary Clinton was sending Chinese Ugar terrorists from Guantanamo Bay back to China. Well, they don't want that because it causes a destabilization of China. So that's why the Chinese were very interested in, in this and Hillary Clinton's emails. So it's a big shell game. It's a big implosion of the deep state. And the biggest recent revelation, and watch your servers in case they go down again, <laughs> is that uh, uh, General Michael Flynn has fired Covington and Burling, the law firm that snuck in to represent him, that lied to him, that tried to tell him to take a plea. Uh, he's fired that uh, law firm. Uh, and I think it's precisely because I debriefed his brother about this and told his brother about Covington and Burling and also shared it with his current lawyer, Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell and I and, and a few others were sitting around a table in Dallas, Texas at a conference, and we talked about all the prosecutorial misconduct and the indiscretions of government in the deep state. And I was delighted to see her being hired by Michael Flynn because now I know she's going to pull the pin and blow up the grenade from inside the belly of the beast, and every American is going 
can see uh, all of the corruption, all of the crimes, and I'm happy to testify. And uh, I know many other Americans like Brad Birkenfeld will testify and Edward Snowden will testify. They may not come to the United States for fear of their lives, but they'll testify. And it needs to be public in front of the Senate that says, here is the shell game. Here's what they did. And here's how they tried to cover it up. And here's how they tried to shut down Michael Flynn, who knew about it from Bennett when he communicated it in 2012. And uh, Michael Flynn's brother then advised, uh, you know, General Flynn saying this, this, this coming to Numberling is a dirty organization. It shouldn't be your lawyer. They're actually a party. They're a co-conspirator in this. They're a secret agent. They're a double agent, in fact. They're pretending to represent you, and all they're trying to do is bury and silence you. And they did the same thing to uh, Michael Cohen. He's not as, as sharp, but uh, uh, Clinton's lawyer representing Michael Cohen is because they know Clinton is totally tied to the shell game. So now that Sidney Powell is uh, Michael uh, uh, General Flynn's lawyer, she's going to bring in all of this material. And suddenly, General Flynn's uh, charges are going to evaporate as fruit of the poisonous tree. His lawyers that were never fit to represent him are totally unqualified. And any pleas and negotiations and discussions and material that they did was uh, was totally against General Flynn's interests, and they should be disbarred. Uh, his lawyer should be investigated, Kellner, for connections to uh, some of the other deep state operations, as well as uh, uh, other members of Covington and Berlin, which includes Eric Holder and Lanny Brewer and Roger Zakheim and his father, Dove Zakheim, who is my boss at Booz Allen Hamilton. Dove Zakheim, who was the comptroller at the Pentagon uh, when $2.3 trillion went missing and uh, a cruise missile struck the Pentagon. Not a plane, a cruise missile. So You're I think referring to 9-11, correct? Yes, yes absolutely. The greatest false flag attack in the history of the country. And it saddens me that they're still they're trying to play this out on Iran with the last two tankers that mm. everybody I think, who has a brain understands the Iranians had nothing to do with that. This is a this is a deep state 9-11 2.0. They are yeah, exactly. desperate to trigger a war to bury all this and hide this and distract people. Exactly. But that's because we're, we're right over the bomb site, uh, Dave, and we're getting the flack. But you know what? <laughs> we're, we're releasing our bombs and we're smiling and laughing as we release them. Yeah, we better keep a low profile in public. Um, I want to just mention two things. One, uh, one is a question, one is a statement here. I've been following what the Japanese have been saying about the Iranian incident and how they've now entertained the Iranian ambassador. They don't believe a word. They know it's all false flag nonsense. If Iran was going to hit us and make a statement, they wouldn't do small-time potatoes like some oil tanker. I mean, it's so ridiculous. It's not even believable on its face. But I want to ask you about a man named John Cruz. I've interviewed John, I think, three times. Do you know who he is? Uh, that doesn't jump out at me. It doesn't, doesn't immediately come to mind. He was a former VP at HSBC Bank. Okay. And this is where your path and his path cross. Uh, he was an army guy, you know, made it up through the ranks, really bright guy. He was a senior VP and he discovered boiler rooms under his purview and done for the purposes of money laundering for the cartels and terrorist groups and so forth. And from him, and uh, I was able to, to uh, bootstrap from his research, and then he later confirmed he knew this when I interviewed him in a follow-up. 
that HSBC, Comey was part of it. He facilitated much of this, and Clinton was in this up to her neck. He took his evidence to DHS, and they were much more corrupt than they are now. They wouldn't touch yeah. it. They told him to back off. Your life's in danger. And he went to the district attorney, the Eastern Division of New York, and said, here's what I got. And he had even more evidence, and this person couldn't back off of this. It was now getting public, and it was too consuming in terms of evidentiary proof. And this person took the evidence, prosecuted HSBC, but under the lesser included charge of wire fraud, and did nothing with the major players. And that person, <laughs> this is an amazing revelation, that person who was in charge of that investigation and facilitated a cover-up by going only with a lesser included charge was none other than the former Attorney General Loretta Lynch Mob. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is why I probably should hook you and John Cruz up together, because he knows this from a different angle, and he's saying much of what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, Loretta Lynch uh, was the one who made the deal with uh, UBS, Union Bank of Switzerland, at the behest of Eric Holder and Lanny Brewer. Loretta Lynch is up to her neck in it, and Loretta Lynch really uh, needs to be investigated uh, about shell game, about the, the WikiLeaks, uh, all the email cables discussing this. It's it's real easy to track down. You investigate Robert Wolf, chairman of the Americas, who was the uh, Union Bank of Switzerland uh, executive in charge of all the, the secret bank account, personal wealth, who now also is a Obama's uh, presidential library uh, chief administrator. So Robert Wolf, who's appeared on Fox News, who's dirty as they come, who is Brad Birkenfeld's immediate boss, and Brad reported him and wanted all this investigated. Of course, the only person that was thrown to jail was Brad Birkenfeld because he had all the details and the documents. The same reason they threw me in jail. I was the one who wasn't compromising, and I was digging and asking questions and filing reports. And the next thing you know, they throw me in jail saying I filled out a housing form improperly and uh, gave me two years. Uh, so the whistleblowers and the truth seekers and tellers are the ones who were dogpiled on. But, you know, we don't go away. We don't stop. We just fight our way out. And uh, that's where we're at now. They've got nothing else to, to do. They've got nowhere to run. All the documents are there. And it, it, it will be prosecuted either either in Congress or in court. But this is a conspiracy and a racketeering and a crime unlike anything that's ever, ever happened in our republic. And the, the deep state operation against Trump is a manifestation of that. Uh, the the, the uh, all all the Congress people and the senators and the media who, who are who are dogpiling on Trump uh, are are desperate to try and you know cover a lot of this stuff up and I, I think Donald Trump is going to bring it out and expose it. That's why they're trying to trigger a war with Iran that he's not going to fall into. Donald Trump is not dumb enough to listen to John Bolton and Mike Pompeo. He may give them enough rope to hang themselves, but he's not going to follow their advice and start a war with Iran that will result in Trump. Be losing the next election or being impeached or worse 
Uh, he's just not going to go that way, I don't think. Now, th- I, I've shared on Iranian interviews, this is a leverage negotiating opportunity for the Iranians and the Japanese to uh, work to discuss this specific attack with the Americans, with Donald Trump directly, and then use that as a platform to discuss other things. So this could be an indirect opportunity for Trump and Iran and, and Japan to create a diplomatic ambassadorial liaison opportunity uh, I think the Russians would come in and be helpful in that as well. This we're we're at a time where most Americans know that there is no enemy in in Russia against the United States. Russia is not an enemy of the United States. Even Iran is not an enemy of the United States. But Israel and Saudi Arabia have been pushing this war agenda since 2001. And Iraq is the result. Syria is the result. Libya is the result. Afghanistan is the result. But Americans have woken up. The Internet has helped shine a light on these things. And I don't think uh, Americans will tolerate, and Donald Trump knows that, another war in the Middle East that would be devastating for the United States. Well, when we go to the root of everything that you're talking about, drug trafficking and money laundering sit at the part of the center of this. And we are now being invaded on our southern border. We have Sinaloa plazas coming in intact and setting up operations in places like Humboldt County, Chinatown. They've been there for a while. Rose Pack was all part of that. Paul Preston and I have discussed this a number of times. But here's my question for you with the Trump administration. And listen, I'm voting for Trump in 2020, but I'm concerned because he's failing on a campaign promise that I still think he has the executive power to deal with. He should be blocking everything from coming across our southern border. And I mean everything. Why do you think he isn't? Is he compromised? I mean, is there a strategy that I don't see? What do you think it is? Well, here's what he should do. He should immediately prepare to assign uh, a a, a czar inspector general, a White House cabinet level position, create a position for a White House inspector general czar that then begins to work with the inspector generals at every agency. And either that is going to be Michael Flynn to be that inspector general or Senator Dick Black uh, to be this inspector general. It has to be a, a ass kicking, ferocious fighting man. And I think General Flynn when all of this ends and he comes out and everything is dismissed and he, he's not charged, he's not given a pardon because he doesn't need one, but all of this is thrown out, uh, then General Flynn is is perfect to go back in and serve the president as a, a fighting man who's been hardened and tempered by this experience and is going to look for waste, fraud, and abuse in all the government agencies. So Trump needs to begin to track them down through the inspector general process that then can also parallel prosecute with the Department of Justice under Barr uh, all of these these crimes in the deep state, all of these Obama holdovers. Now, that will automatically take him into the Department of Homeland Security and examine waste, fraud, and abuse, and treason because the Department of Homeland Security seems to be uh, shuttling on buses and planes illegal aliens into the United States. President Trump should immediately assign Northern Command military assets to stop any Department of Homeland Security vehicle from being used in transiting illegal aliens, invaders, violating the Constitution. They're not migrants, they're not refugees, but stop all Department of Homeland Security 
the operations. You're going to send them somewhere, send them to a big camp with tents and uh, hold them there until their cases are adjudicated. And then at the same time, sign an executive order that eliminates the refugee law that says this is not refugees as designed and intended by the lawmakers in 1979 or whatever it was created. These are not people fleeing from Pol Pot or dictators. These are migrants and, and people claiming uh, to be refugees simply because they want a better life. They want to come over to America. They want to get free welfare. They want to, you know, enjoy the American dream. Well, you know what? So do American citizens who already live here, who are already citizens, and they want their children to be uh, teenagers and getting part-time jobs. They don't want those jobs to be given to illegal aliens. They want them given to their kids so that we have a culture of entrepreneurship and work and apprenticeship. That's what we're losing by giving these jobs to illegal aliens, and Trump can stop that. So you line item cancel the refugee law uh, like Obama canceled the Smith-Munt Act uh, and and, uh, delete that. Let them challenge it in court, but stop the refugee law and uh, immediately do not allow anybody across the border. Trump did a magnificent foreign policy success with Mexico when he forced them to stop uh, migrants coming up through their border, threatening them with a 25 percent tariff, and they immediately complied. And that is something he can ride to victory. He needs to focus on American domestic policy, focus on uh, ending the sanctuary cities, prosecuting people who are are bringing in illegal aliens into San Francisco, Los Angeles, Seattle. A a, A sanctuary city is an act of rebellion similar to the Confederate. Confederacy in 1860 uh, when the the, the Civil War broke out. Uh, Gavin Newsom should be prosecuted in prison for being a traitor. Uh, All of the government actors that are enabling, aiding and abetting the invasion of the United States uh, are bringing federal law. It's a supremacy clause issue. General, I'm, I'm sorry, the Attorney General Jeff Sessions had filed legal action saying that the California lawmakers were violating the supremacy clause. So now is the time between now and 2020 to start prosecuting the domestic enemies of the people of the United States. I agree. Every, everybody in America hates these sanctuary city policies and politicians. They hate politicians who bring over illegal aliens. They don't trust them. I don't think anybody in the Democrat ticket has a chance of winning except maybe Tulsi Gabbard because she's saying exactly what Trump used to say. And, and that that wins. When she says, I'm going to pardon Assange, everybody in America says, yes, that's good. We all want Assange pardoned. He's a Nobel Prize winner. He should be nominated for that. He's done more good than any other person in journalism by exposing the crimes against the American people done by the NSA and the CIA and the military and the deep state. That was Julian Assange. He should be celebrated. They should have statues in Washington and ticker tape parades that make uh, those in the 1960s pale in comparison. And Trump needs to get him out of Britain and make him a, an, a, an asset and a witness to a lot of these crimes, starting with shell game, and uh, let him testify. And also, we'll see Julian Assange testify that all of the, the WikiLeaks cables and the Podesta emails and the pedophilia that is contained in the emails and the Hillary Clinton, uh, Je- De- uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, perhaps conspiracy to murder Seth Rich, all of that should be brought up in Julian Assange's testimony. And I think that's a reason for, for getting him out and giving him a pardon. But uh, it needs to happen soon. I hope it's already happened. But if it hasn't, Trump needs to protect Julian Assange and allow that testimony because that testimony from Julian Assange about Hillary Clinton to John Podesta and Shell Game and Brad Birkenfeld and 
Scott Bennett and Edward Snowden will blow them up from the inside like like a daisy cutter bomb. And that's what what uh, Trump can can initiate. But this election is Trump's to lose. And I don't think he will. But I'm very always cautious and I'm always prodding him. Focus on domestic policy. Uh, focus on solidifying a positive relationship with Russia. Don't go in and start throwing over Venezuela. Don't listen to John Bolton and Mike Pompeo. They are gutless idiots who do not have the president's best interest. They have their Zionist paymakers. John Bolton was paid by MEK, which is a terrorist organization that tries to overthrow Iran. They were the ones who invented the Death to America chant in the 1970s. The MEK, Mujahideen al Khalid, and John Bolton and Giuliani were paid money to appear at a rally and uh, give them a cheerleading uh, speech. Uh, but John Bolton is probably one of the worst individuals for Trump to ever have close to him. You should immediately fire him and hire Senator Dick Black. Dick Black would be the best asset that Trump has. Everybody likes Dick Black in Russia, in Iran, in Syria. He walks into a room, they all bow their heads and clap. That's what Trump needs. He doesn't need someone walking in having shoes and knives and, and buckets of feces thrown at him. That's what happens to John Bolton. That's what happens to uh, uh, Pompeo, but not Senator Dick Black. And let's remember, Dave, Dick Black was the target of Andrew McCabe. Andrew McCabe tried to remove Dick Black from his office and bring his wife, Jill McCabe, yes. to replace Dick Black. I recall that well. And, and Terry McAuliffe needs to be prosecuted for that. It was a conspiracy with Hillary Clinton, Terry McAuliffe, Andrew McCabe, and Jill McCabe to unseat Dick Black by uh, – here's the other abusive government. Andrew McCabe tried to get Dick Black to go over to Syria and talk to terrorists. Why? So he could either have him killed over there or he could tar him with the terrorist uh, brush. Look at this guy. He's going over talking to terrorists. You don't want to vote for him. That's what they were trying to do. That was another brand – Brennan, CIA, Terry McAuliffe, Clinton, intelligence filtration. They do this. We've, we're seeing this more and more. Brennan and these monkeys at the, the Australian and the British intelligence and at Italy and, and, and uh, uh, that Cambridge professor, they were all entrapping Papadopoulos and they were passing on the Steele memo and they were filtering it back and forth. So Brennan told his friends of the British you go target this guy, uh, uh, Papadopoulos, then give it to the Australians, who will then give it to me, and then it looks official, and I can give it to the FBI, and then they can open up a, a prosecution. That's what they've done. That's another shell game where they are making their own crimes seem invisible under the fog of official government-sanctioned operations and government systems, but it's still a crime. Quasi-federal, as we were saying earlier, uh, to cover up deep state criminality. A couple of things, I want to rewind this just a bit, because a couple of things you brought up. One is just a point of interest, I think, to our audience. Um, if I heard you correctly, uh, you're thinking that Wasserman Schultz um, was involved in the Seth Rich murder or repeating that allegation. And I'm wondering, uh, what about Podesta? Because I, I, and listen, you can make a good case for Wasserman Schultz. Let me just say this. Her brother, Steve Wasserman, blocked any kind of meaningful investigation into the Seth Rich murder, and he misused his position as a federal district attorney in D.C. to do so. So That's I think right. you can make a good case on that point. But uh, why Wasserman Schultz and not Podesta is the mastermind? Any ideas on that? 
Well, they both they both should be. Uh, I don't know who the mastermind. I would say Podesta. I mean, Podesta's linked with all sorts of pedophilia. Yes. Uh, the Pizzagate uh, child sexual perversion exploitation. I think that's the real horror and the real uh, crime that many in law enforcement aren't talking about. But uh, you know, it's some sort of a secret prosecution. But Podesta is all tied with pedophilia, and and so is Obama. There's all sorts of materials linking Obama to flying in hot dogs and, and pizza or hot dogs and pasta or something. And that's coined. That's 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 uh, that's a language that's code language that FBI and law enforcement will tell you is code language for for sexual uh, exploitation of children. Uh, you know, using children like they did in the Brownstone 1980s when they had child be, children being used as sexual prostitutes. Obama is apparently all tied into that. Podesta is tied into that. So I, I think you're right. Podesta can be can be uh, brought in and examined. The real uh, Podesta emails that the Clinton uh, or that the WikiLeaks tables revealed. Uh, needs to be, you know, put up uh, front and center. Uh, Seth Rich and his assassination or his murder, that's that's the other thing that's tied to Wasserman Schultz. We haven't seen this because, like you said, Wasserman's brother uh, abused his position. Similar to Kim Fox, remember with the... Yes. Uh, yeah, the Jesse Smollett. Jesse you know, Smollett. Yeah, right. Jesse Smollett tried to trigger a race war, and Kim Fox, the black uh, district attorney, covered it up. She should be prosecuted for federal uh, abuse of power and misprison of, of, of felony all sorts of other things, uh, and I think she will. But this is what happens when liberal Democrats rule. The people mourn. The people suffer. Freedom is destroyed. Uh, and that's what we've seen under Clinton and Obama. They were hoping they were going to get away for another eight years, and everybody who knew anything about this would be killed or imprisoned. And they were wrong. President Trump was elected, and now they are running for the rocks to fall on them. They are running for the shadows, desperate. They're like drowning men. They're like mad dogs in a corner, spitting and snarling and frothing and trying to project onto the president the very thing that Hillary Clinton and these deep staters and James Comey were doing. Look at look at Uranium One and the Russians. It was Hillary Clinton that was connected to the Russians. It was James Comey. James Comey's brother was an HSBC accounting well, guy. HSBC. Let, let me interject this. It was uh, Mueller. And I've got yes. documentation from Russia and a State Department memo that confirm each other that Mueller delivered the first highly enriched uranium to the Russians on a tarmac. Yeah. And here he yeah. is in charge of investigating Russian collusion for Trump. I mean, it, it, you couldn't make this stuff up. There's one other thing that I wanted to bring up that um, has come to my attention. I'm in communication with a DHS agent, uh, pretty significant, and uh, he told me something in a written communication, and I've not been able to catch up with you, Matt, to discuss why. But I wanted to see what you thought about this. DHS is being pulled off the border. They were put there in support positions because the border patrol was overwhelmed. And now they're being pulled off as of yesterday and being replaced by air marshals. I'm still scratching my head on that. Scott, that makes no sense to me. Can you make any sense out of that? Well, unless Department of Homeland Security is a totally corrupt agency, which I wouldn't doubt, uh, and is being used to facilitate the illegal transport of aliens into the United States and uh, con and invade the United States with migrants and uh, illegal aliens, if, if the Department of Justice is flying in or busing uh, or in any way facilitating uh, this 
uh, invasion that the, then they need to be stopped and fired and, and investigated. The so this is maybe a, a Trump move to yeah. try to take away any corruption. Well, Let me tell you what this guy also said, and this confirms in part or in effect what you're saying. He told me directly in a verbal conversation, Dave, I know where the child sex factories are. I know where the ISIS base camps are in our country, but we are prevented from some leaders in DHS from doing our job. Well, see, that's where you bring in the military. Military guys don't mess around, uh, and and neither do really the marshals and the FBI. Even though you got some real bad apples in the marshals and FBI and mm-hmm. Bureau of Prisons and Department of Justice, you've got good ones. You've got good ones in CIA, but you got a really a lot of scumbags who've been in there for uh, ten years plus who came in and under the nine eleven false flag. I mean, I knew a lot of the guys from Heritage that went into Department of Homeland Security. Uh, but this is a military operation. So President Trump needs to activate a Praetorian Guard of special operations guys, uh, Marines, special intelligence guys who won't back down, that are killers and that are constitutional loyalists to the American Republic and the Constitution of the president. And they will go after, without fear, without backing down, every Department of Justice uh, agent, every Department of Homeland Security agent, every DEA official, every ICE official who is not uh, working with uh, the president's best interest in not following his orders. His military people will do that, and they will work as a team to stop the Department of Homeland Security uh, illegal activities. They will they will surround and shut down the buses and the planes that are doing this. They will hold in uh, you know military confinement illegal aliens who are invading the United States. That's what this is. This is not a political refugee issue. We've said it before. This is an invasion of the United States, period. That makes it a military issue. That makes the commander-in-chief able to go in and declare that the military are stopping invaders. It's just like they were wearing uniforms. If you had a bunch of Chinese guys wearing Chinese uniforms being shuttled across the border by the Department of Homeland Security, everybody in that bus would either be destroyed, blown up, or thrown into a confinement center, including the Department of Homeland Security agents that were uh, colluding and enabling, mm-hmm. aiding and enabling this activity. So this is this is uh, this is a coup d'état. This is a, a, an effect to try and uh, saturate this country with illegal aliens and turn them into voters, yeah. so that your Democrat communist state, a lot of it is enabled by the the Chinese, of course. Uh, is is uh, you know stopping and, and trying to overthrow the president of the republic. That's why they're all screaming reparations and treason, and they're trying to you know uh, impeach the president because they know their days are numbered and short. Boy, you just you just said a mouthful. Um, one brief question, and I want to go back to something else you said and get you to elaborate more on it. Uh, you mentioned the Chinese here just a second ago. Um, information that I've received says that at least in part, the Chinese were controlling a lot of the drug trafficking in Central America, particularly China, but on a very local level. And uh, the Sinaloas are directly born out of that relationship, as are some of the other cartels. Do you have any information on that? Oh, excuse me. Uh, Bless you. Well, I would say that I would say the Chinese have been facilitating a, an alienation between the Russian and the United States relationship for the last thirty years. Uh, they, they, have, I, I know I can't really comment too much on their okay. role in the active drug uh, operations, but they have been taking over California. They are taking over San Francisco. 
Uh, and, and it's precisely because of that that the minorities in California, the Vietnamese, the free Chinese and the Hindus and the Sikhs are rising up to uh, stop this uh, overthrow and illegal alien uh, saturation in, in California. Correct. The, I'm the, aware the of that. Too. Um, and then just wanted to share this with you. My the DHS source I just referenced. He told me and I'm going to say 10, 12 weeks ago, and I have to go back to my notes. But he said, there are, Dave, what you would call FEMA camps of sorts being built outside major American cities in Texas. And he named you know, San Antonio, Dallas, so forth. And, and he said, if I'm not mistaken, he was alluding to the fact that they were planning to house these illegals in a manner that you're suggesting right now. Uh, and they wouldn't be released into the interior of the country for trials they won't show up for for their asylum status. And that plan has now gone dead. Were, were you aware of any plans that Trump had to do something like this? You know, I don't think uh, Trump would put them into any five-star resorts resembling a FEMA camp. I think he could put them into uh, bread and water uh, open uh, camps like you saw with uh, Sheriff Arpaio. Right. Uh, those, FEMA, those FEMA camps could be uh, the, the retreat point for Americans who are in these uh, cities and such that see their cities being turned into these plague-ridden, bubonic plague-ridden, uh, homeless uh, uh, tent city uh, centers of chaos and violence and insanity and drug addiction and all this stuff. These cancers, which are in San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Seattle, uh, can, you know, can be contained, but if the Democrats are going to follow their standard model of chaos, then they're going to incite riots, they're going to have civil disturbances, they're going to erupt certain kinetic uh, acts of violence that you see in Antifa. Uh, and in that activity, you're gonna have a displacement of a lot of Americans. So they may be preparing for that displacement of good people, but I think it may be a flash in the pan because we know that the, the Trump administration won't mess around. Trump loves his military and the military love him. And he has no problem sending them in there to perform uh, uh, posse comitatus, which is the military performing law enforcement when the law enforcement cannot do it themselves. And they will go in and they will clean out and, uh, you know, remove, uh, you know, the, the sources of chaos and insurrection. And that's what we're witnessing. The Democrats are aiding and abetting chaos and insurrection. They're doing it through sanctuary cities. They're doing it through smuggling illegal aliens. And he needs to imprison and prosecute uh, all of these lawyer committees and these leftist groups that are down at the border. He needs to stop them from going into the uh, ICE con uh, uh, centers, the, uh, the ICE uh, prisons or jails where they house these people. Tucker Carlson had a great show the other day where he showed these ICE containment centers and the Bureau of Prisons and, and the marshals or whoever it was. You had illegal aliens that were transgender that were beginning to get guidance and legal instruction for from American uh, citizens and American legal agencies. That should be stopped immediately. These people have invaded the United States. They do not get visitation. They do not get legal representation. They are illegal aliens. They are they are invaders and they should be treated like illegal aliens and invaders and i would even say war criminals they are 
they are trying to come in and overthrow the United States. I don't care if they have children in front of their chest as human shields. That is just a, a, a form of weaponry. That is a form of camouflage. And it needs to be tr treated and looked at as a military operation and responded to as a military operation. So Trump needs to tell his people in the Bureau of Prisons and ICE, there are no more American legal people going into any of these facilities talking to illegal immigrants, I period. I they could not agree family. with you more. Um, we're not going to have time to really develop the answer to this question. Um, but my research is showing me, and, and I'm in the midst of doing it, but I'm telling you, the trend curve is very clear. Hillary Clinton, uh, particularly the Clinton Foundation, is a big player in what I would call the decentralization of the drug trafficking. It was easier for good guys to contain it when it was just Pablo Escobar and then replaced by the Cali cartel. And when we look at what's going on now, I think Benghazi was related to this. Certainly the creation of ISIS is related to drug distribution as well as you know the fermentation of terror and terror financing. Um, do you see Clinton the same way? Is she a franchiser? Is she setting up franchises in this decentralization yeah. movement? Yeah, I'm glad you said that. You said the words right out of my mouth. It's a franchise. And I saw the evidence of that, and I put it in my book, Shell Game. People can go to shellgamewhistleblower.com, and there's a part in the book called Deep Black. And Deep Black was the Obama administration document that he was dispersing through the Bureau of Prisons, the Department of Justice, that was used to recruit uh, uh, criminals, uh, convicts, people in prison, recruit them into CIA drug operations. And it was a historical educational syllabus on how the U.S. and the CIA and the Department of Justice and the Mossad were running drugs from Southeast Asia from the 60s and the 70s and up into the 80s and continuing in Afghanistan. And it essentially establishes that the CIA and the Mossad are in charge of the U.S. drug running operations for black operation purposes. And, and uh, you can, you know, they try to cover it under communist fighting in the in the 80s. Uh, but this was this was a new report that Obama was pushing through Eric Holder at the Department of Justice mm -hmm. to new prisoners. And it's 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 in my book. It's it's the actual prison document that I smuggled out and I put up and I sent it to the, the judge, Virginia Hernandez Covington, who was related to the law firm Covington and Burling. Oh, boy. Uh, you couldn't make this stuff up, Dave. And they refused to do anything about it. You know, they think if they just look away, you're going to go away. No. But I would encourage people to, to go and look and read that with their own eyes, deep black, and get it at uh, the Shell Game Report, shellgamewhistleblower.com. Yeah, because we're, that we're again. promote that, too. We'll promote that on our website. Our time is really, really short. Short, so I'm going to need about a 30 second answer. And I'm sorry, this is a question for a whole show. What's preventing Trump from acting right now today? Well, he's he's afraid of being uh, labeled a uh, Russian asset, a friend of Russia. Uh, he's afraid of uh, being, um, you know, pigeoned by an impeached. So he's got to be ginger. And I, I think he's breaking out, though. I think when he gets in his uh, in the American the American public, the American uh, spirit is behind him. The average American is behind him. He'll break out fighting and win. He's he's just been very, very cautious and gingerly because they've been dogpiling him on him on him for the last two years. But now he's got everything uh, really exposed. And he's he's got to get a better team of advisors uh, because 
he can't afford to go into a conflict with Russia or Iran. That's just a deal breaker. That'll ruin his presidency. But if he focus on, focuses on domestic policy and uh, creates diplomatic discussions with Iran and Russia uh, and, and uh, using Japan, I think is a brilliant move because Japan is a very docile, placid people and nobody just likes Japan. They're, they're all admired. Trump can use Japan as a great mouthpiece for his trumpeting of his advancement. But he's got to also watch out for Netanyahu and Israel. Netanyahu just put up some Trump Heights I saw that. Uh, settlement. That'll that'll hurt Trump in the long run. He doesn't. Trump doesn't want to be associated with Netanyahu or the illegal Israeli settlements, which the whole world is condemning. He can he can still protect Israel from getting destroyed. That nobody disagrees with that. But he can't be on coins, and his name cannot be on illegal settlements, as if it's some uh, Boca Boca Raton resort, or else you know he's 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 going to be setting himself up as a Israeli Zionist agent. And a puppet of Netanyahu. I think Netanyahu is going to be prosecuted and removed from power very soon. So Trump needs to calculate his next four years need to be without uh, Netanyahu. And he needs to make uh, peace with the Iranians, peace with uh, Russia. And uh, use them to leverage against China. China is the greatest threat to the United States because they are two-dimensional robots. And uh, Russia is not, and Iran is not. I was in Iran, and I know that they're a, they're a decent, uh, mild people. They are not the fanatical terrorists that the, the West propaganda has painted them as. It's all media created. Scott, my friend, we are flat up against it. But I don't want to wait long to have you on because I'm sitting here with a list of six questions we never got to. Uh, To those who are listening, you've heard Scott's contact information because we're out of time. I'm going to have to repeat that on our website. Scott, thanks so much for joining us. This is one of the most important interviews we've ever done on the show. Thank you, Dave. Always an honor. Take care. Hi, everybody. This is Dave Hodges back. And I want to thank Scott Bennett for being our guest in this segment. And, uh, it was an experience, I'll tell you. There's people that don't want his message out, and I think for good reason, because they're going to end up going to jail if Scott has his way. I want to talk to you about some of the ventures we have going on at the Common Sense Show, and I wanted to ask uh, for you to maybe make some mental notes here so you can follow us a little bit better. You all know my good friend, uh, Paul Martin, and I've interviewed him a number of times on this show. We have a long affiliation. It goes way back. And Paul and I uh, are like-minded, and we've been offered a joint, uh, well, let's put it this way, a co-DJ place talk show host on KHNC 1360 AM in Colorado. To be specific, it's in Johnstown, Colorado, and it is near, well, it's about halfway between Greeley and Fort Collins, and it encompasses almost all the front range, goes out to Kansas, Wyoming, and so forth. Big, big reach. So that's KHNC. They call themselves The Lion. It's an AM station, obviously, and our show airs on Wednesdays from 10 a.m. until noon. And we like to do an hour of news and notes and then have an exciting guest on. Our first guest for our last show, our first show, I should say, was Steve Quayle. And man, did he knock him dead. Um, We have Bob Griswold on. Uh, shortly, and we're going to be start putting archives up on the website as well. And we're going to put a player in there so you can go and listen live right from the commonsenseshow.com website. So that is our newest venture, and we hope you'll jump on board with that. And uh, we, uh, you know, Jesus had to walk in the, the temple to get rid of the bankers, 
And so we're going on terrestrial radio to do the same thing. All the guys that own this station, it's not Clear Channel, George Soros, anybody like this. They're, they're patriots like Paul and I. Great guys. Great, terrific guys. Good programming, too. So that's our newest venture. We also, as you know, have a YouTube presence. You're here. We also have a website, and you say, I want more detail, more documentation. We repeat a lot here and back and forth between the website and YouTube. And why? Because we can do better documentation online with hypertext links, things that YouTube would start demonetizing and and really obliterating. So that's our latest, and I just wanted to keep you up to date. Again, thanks for joining us, and stay tuned for our next guest.